0: WrestleMania is finally in the books. Welcome back to Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Sig Daddy, and today it is the WrestleMania Review. For this, I will give you my thoughts on each match and then give you an overall grade for each match from the show of shows, including the two matches from each of the respective kickoff shows and let's not waste any more time let's get this Wrestlemania 36 review underway Wrestlemania 36 emanated from the Performance Center in Orlando Florida and it started off it started off with Drew Gulak versus Cesaro in a singles match and I thought this match was not a bad singles match to kick off the show, but I wish they had more time. They didn't have. They had under 10 minutes for this, and I thought that if they had a few more minutes, it was going to be a pretty good match. They were heading towards something pretty good. Uh, Cesaro wins the match with an airplane spin of all things in this, and I was quite intrigued because I'm, I don't think I've. I don't think i remember the last time i saw a finish with an airplane spin if somebody could figure that out i'd love to hear it but it they had a pretty solid match and it gets a b minus grade for me cesaro like i said wins off a airplane spin and then actually the airplane spin cesaro had him up on his shoulders but He let him go, actually, and just let him hang on his shoulders before he dropped him and got the job done. And this also had some pretty good psychology because Cesaro had to use a different finish than the Neutralizer because Gulak was really working that arm. But I appreciated that. Just wish they had a little more time. B-grade for me on that. The main show kicked off with Bliss Cross Applesauce. Versus the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championships. And I thought this was a pretty good match. I thought this was a pretty good way to start the show. And I thought it was a pretty fun match. We got the title change, which I think is a fresh start. Even though Bliss Cross Applesauce, I can't believe I'm saying that, is kind of fresh for them. It's a fresh start even though they've won the titles for the second time the kabuki warriors have held them for quite a while but the match finished with a uh, spinning neck breaker from cross and then alexa bliss getting the twisted bliss off the top for the win that kicked off night one of the main show and it gets a B grade for me. I appreciate the title change. And really, I thought this was probably one of the best women's tag team title matches since the titles were introduced last year. And then we get Sami Zayn with Caleb Braxton to give his thoughts before his match. And tonight, people think Brian will win the title. Doesn't think Brian will even get his hands on him because he has a plan, of course. And he'll do something very few have done. Walk in as IC champion and walk out of WrestleMania as Intercontinental Champion. And then we get King Corbin versus Elias. Corbin comes... Corbin on the pre-show talks about uh, accepting his forfeit. Because he took out Elias a couple weeks ago. Turns out Elias is there. And actually Elias comes out and hits Corbin with the guitar to really get this thing kicked off the bell doesn't ring until they get in the ring but Corbin ends up losing the match he tried to use the ropes to pin Elias at the end and then Elias he won with the roll-up and the tights and this was not that great of a match it went way too long in my opinion uh like I said I think it went actually about five minutes too long it felt like forever this match took I'm okay with the result. I'm fine with Elias getting a WrestleMania win, but I don't really know why this needed to exist in the first place on WrestleMania, other than just being there. This is a Raw match, or anything, a Raw match, well, a SmackDown match, and I didn't think it really needed to exist. C minus grade for me. It was just very slow and plotting, and these guys don't work that well together. I give it yeah C minus grade for me. On King Corbin versus Elias. And after that, it was one of the most hyped up matches heading towards WrestleMania. Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. And ugh, some people liked this, some people didn't like it. And I'm on the side that did not like this match. And the way the match ended was Shayna went for a Karafuda clutch. And she got it in but Becky did the Kyrie Sane roll up and got the win and hear me out on this. This didn't make sense at all. First, you build Shayna up like a monster. You have her run through absolutely everybody in the chamber. You, she has, she has the most dominant chamber appearance of anybody in history, eliminating all five of her opponents. And you have her lose to something like a roll up. Literally, Shayna had the Carafuda to clutch in, and then Shayna, not Shayna, but Becky rolled backwards into a pin attempt, and got the win. I. Did not understand why this why the finish was this. They botched that completely. They Shayna needed to win here. Shayna needed the win more than Becky did. And this kill this could kill any momentum Shayna possibly has on the main roster. Just made Shayna look like an absolute dork losing to a roll-up. You're building her up as this killer but you have her lose via roll up pin. The match was fine up until that point, but the finish was absolutely terrible and like I said, it's not how you that's not how you establish Baszler. What needed to happen was Baszler to look dominant and pretty much run through Becky, which would have made for a great redemption story for Becky. But no, we didn't get that. We got the same old same old And Becky's kind of Becky's gotten stale as champion. She's ran through everybody. It's time for a change. They didn't do it here when they really needed to pull the trigger. And I don't know. There's some very questionable booking decisions on this show, in my opinion. Not just a couple of them. About I think about three, but three or four maybe, but depending on what you think. Uh, Up next, Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak versus Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro ringside. Well, it's DDB versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. And I forgot to, maybe I maybe gave that grade for the Becky Lynch match. I give that match a C grade. Wrong, wrong, wrong on the booking decision of having Becky retain there. C grade for me on the Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler match for the Raw Women's Championship. Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn for the IC title. Followed that. Like I said, Nakamura and Cesaro were ringside for uh, Zayn and Gulak was ringside for Daniel Bryan. Really, this was Daniel Bryan beating the living crap out of Sami Zayn for a good ten minutes or so. Daniel Bryan did that. Gulak took out Nakamura and Cesaro earlier on in the match. Sami Zayn got very little offense in. I didn't think this is the way they should have done it. I get why I get it that Sami Zayn's character at this point. He needs help from help from his cronies. And Nakamura and Cesaro late in the match, uh Take out Drew Gulak ringside. Daniel Bryan heads up top. And he jumps off the top but eats a huluva kick. And that's to finish up the match. And it's a C-plus grade for me on that. I thought it was fine. It was a squash until Daniel Bryan got caught. And I really would have rather had a straight-up match. This was one of the matches that I was actually thinking it could steal the show. But they had all this... Nonsense and shenanigans going on ringside that really deterred from the deterred the match. I thought the right thing to do was kick everyone out ringside and just let them go, and just let them go. But we couldn't get that. We don't get nice things, and that's the second booking decision I didn't like on this show. And I just the first night is rough. This next. The, those last three matches were very, very rough. The, the uh, Elias-Corbin match, the Shayna-Becky match, and then the Daniel Bryan-Sammy Zayn match were all rough for me. Those were not great. C-plus grade for me on the Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn match for the IC title. Like I said, I would have rather had a straight-up match with no shenanigans, But I get why they did it. After that, we had Morrison versus Jimmy Uso versus Kofi for the WWE tag titles. And if you didn't know, it was reported that Miz showed up sick, and they decided to change this match when they taped it. And you know what? This was a pretty dang good match. This was a fun match, fun ladder match. Every guy got a chance to shine, showing off their athleticism. John Morrison looked fantastic using his parkour and stuff in this match and especially there was this one spot where he walked the tightrope and gave Kofi a Spanish fly off the top rope and it was fantastic and I really liked the finish of this match where they're all fighting at the top for the titles and they all have a hold of the the attachment or whatever and then they knock John Morrison off the off the top of the ladder but Morrison grabs the titles as he's coming down I liked the finish. I Some people probably didn't like the finish. I liked the finish. And Morrison lands on the ladders, but still comes down with the titles, retaining their WWE, well, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I, I didn't think it was the right move to take the titles off them at this point. They still got some steam. They got, still got some time with those titles, do Miz and Morrison. But this was a great effort by all three here and really the match got a B the match got a B but due to the creative finish I bumped it up to a B plus and it was the best match of the night so far B plus grade for the triple threat and ladder match after that we got one of the most personal feuds and that was Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins and this match was pretty good up until that point where they went to the DQ I don't know why they just didn't do a DQ in the first place, a no DQ match in the first place, since this was a very, very personal feud. But I kind of got why they did it. And Kevin Owens says, Kevin Owens Owens got on the mic after the DQ. Rollins hit him with the ring bell. Says, you don't get to end this way. I thought at WrestleMania you were a god. But those were the actions of a blank no DQ rules come on, and then Rollins and them have a no DQ match. KO pretty much elbow drops him. He, he channels his inner Shano Mac and jumps off the WrestleMania logo, hits a big elbow drop through the announce table. Stone Cold Stunner ends it for that one. Stone Cold Stunner for KO gets the pin, gets the win, and I'm going to give this match a B grade. It was very enjoyable. I wish they would have done the no DQ stipulation right off the bat it, it made sense if they would have done that right off the bat I get why they did it but like well it, may, it was trying to make Rollins look like a coward and nice to see KO finally get his repu- retribu- retribution on Seth Rollins grade for that one B for me B grade and then we get Truth interrupting Gronk and Mojo Raleigh. Truth is always running, can't go anywhere. Gronk strikes him down. Gronk tries to go for the cover. Mojo pulls him off, gets the cover, and wins the title. I thought that was pretty dumb, but it led to something the second night, which was nice. Then we get Charlie with Paul Heyman saying Drew can't beat Brock. Brock is super... It's a super human... And Drew will get victimized and beaten and conquered by the most dominant title holder in WWE history, Brock Lesnar. After that, we get the Braun Strowman versus Goldberg match for the Universal Championship. And this was just finisher, 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 finisher. That was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. Goldberg hit three spears. And Strowman kicks out. He goes for another one and hits another one. He gets four. But he goes for the jackhammer after that. Strowman hits his three power slams and that's it. Actually a fourth power slam gets it done for Braun Strowman. And really, there was nothing this match. A D plus grade. D plus grade for me on this one. This went as long as it should have went. But I'm not too high on Strowman right now for being champion at this point. But what other option did they really have? Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, three. It was very similar to that, except it wasn't as wasn't near as fun, and I it, the crowd not being there kind of hurt it, but it wouldn't have helped it really either. And I'm not the biggest fan of Strowman at this point, if you don't already know. And that was when he bashed independent wrestlers, but and really honestly, Strowman should have won the title about a year and a half ago, or two years ago when he was actually hot. Right now he's lukewarm at best and really they never should have took the belt off the fiend in the first place i thought it would have been more fun if they had the, it would have been the fiend versus john cena for the wwe title the, uh, the universal title at wrestlemania but we didn't get that the the last second replacement for reigns this had no build up at all because of that and it kind of suffered and it wasn't very good it was just finisher 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 and this happens later on in the next night With the Drew McIntyre Brock Lesnar match, D-plus grade for me on that. Then we get the Boneyard match, the pre-taped Boneyard match. And it looked like Jeremy Borash was one of the ones that produced that. And he also produced the Final Deletion, helped produce the Final Deletion, then the Ultimate Deletion, the one that was in WWE, of uh, Matt Hardy's Broken Universe Uh, AJ Styles versus Undertaker, and this was uh, pretty entertaining, I'll say that. I enjoyed it for the most part, there was some crazy stuff, like Styles getting chokeslammed off the barn, Anderson getting thrown off the barn, and then Gallows getting tombstoned on it, and there was a cool thing late where AJ Styles was on the tractor, Undertaker was about to get buried alive, but he... uh, transported himself or whatever he teleported himself from the grave to behind AJ Styles and the light shows up and then AJ Styles gets the crap beaten out of him and he gets buried alive and Taker wins and well it was more of a American badass like Taker in this and I I liked it it was very well produced, very well done, and it had a pretty good story. And I liked that they're trash talking the whole entire time. Both of them are. I thought Styles deserved the rub here, since he's the full time guy. But I understand you gotta kind of you gotta ha- keep the mystique that Undertaker has, or whatever it he has left of it, as it's kind of went deteriorated. Over time, but it was a fine match, fine, fun match. wasn't more like it was a nice produced segment, very nicely produced segment, and I thought it was pretty good, B grade for me on that, and that closes out the first night of WrestleMania, and I give night one a C plus. Like I said, the middle of the half of this show had some terrible booking. Especially the three matches following the opener. Some good stuff from the triple threat ladder match. KO, Rollins, and the stuff that wasn't really really good was Lynch, Baszler, Goldberg, Strowman just flat out sucked. <laughs> and I thought it's too it li- thought about thought it was too little, too late for Braun Strowman to be champ at this point. But I really like the boneyard match. Just didn't like the finish, but that I'm being nitpicky there. C-plus grade for the first night of WrestleMania. The second night kicked off with a kickoff show with Liv Morgan versus Natalya, and it was okay. Nothing really that great. Liv Morgan wins with a victory roll. They were kind of just transitioning through pinfalls, and Liv Morgan finally caught her, got the win. There wasn't a lot of talking at the beginning of this match, which kind of hurt it a little bit because it was just very quiet and very, very awkward. But this was a raw match. Nothing bad. And it was nice to see Liv get a win over a veteran in Natalia. C grade for me. And then we get Dolph leaving Van- Mandy a voicemail, and him and Sonya to try to figure out what they're going to say to her. And Kayla tries to get a comment, no comment. And then the main show kicks off with Stephanie once again. And Gronk talks. He talks about getting more hype for this second night of WrestleMania. And we kick off with Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. And this was a very, very, very good match. Really, really good stuff from Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley did a great job in selling the knee. The whole entire match. And she her leg was. like You thought her leg was going to fall off. Because she was selling it so well. But the one thing. I got to say about this. The decision to put it on Charlotte. At this point. This is all ratings. It's all ratings. It's all about ratings at this point. I don't agree with Charlotte winning the match. We actually hit a rip tide early in the match. Which is a kind of cool thing. It was almost like oh, a surprise quick finish. We didn't get that, but Rhea got put on the top rope. This is late in the match, and she goes for a superplex on Charlotte. Charlotte counters. Front suplexes are off the top. She goes for the moonsault, eats the boots from Rhea, and then she hits a weak-looking spear for a near-fall inside cradle by Rhea, and then a figure-four attempt by Charlotte. Charlotte finally gets the figure-four, and... Transitions into the figure 8 in the middle of the ring. Rhea taps. And like I said, this was a really good match. A hell of a match to kick off the second night of WrestleMania. I don't necessarily agree with the result. But this is all about ratings, like I said. They're trying to find a way to beat AEW in the ratings. Which I fully understand. Because they've been getting their butts kicked the whole entire time. They've won like three weeks out of the 26-27 weeks. They've went head-to-head with AEW. And Rhea had a hell of a showing in her debut Mania match. That's the best match of the weekend in my opinion. The best actual in-ring match from this weekend. Great effort from both women. I just wish they would have had Rhea retain here instead of... Going back to the status quo in Charlotte. Who didn't really need this. But really best match of Mania so far. Fantastic opener. A minus. grade for me. A minus. For Rhea versus Charlotte. For the NXT Women's Championship. After that we got one of the least built matches. Of the whole weekend. It was Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. With Lana. And... Late in the match, Lashley goes for his Dominator And Lana tells him, do the spear And Lashley drops him Kind of says Thanks Lana for that suggestion He goes for the spear, eats Black Mass, That's it And I liked that Lana Costed Lashley the match Maybe this leads to them finally breaking this up And having Lashley go on a Singles run and actually getting a push for once but really, there was no heat to this match, even though there was no crowd, but there really wasn't any heat because we had no build up to it. It wasn't bad. And I liked the finish. Nothing special. C plus grade for me. Alistair Black gets a mania win. But the lack of build hurt this one. C plus grade for that match. Caleb Braxton with Sasha Banks and Bailey. Bailey says it's the most unfair challenge in Wrestlemania history and everyone's trying to drive a wedge between us, United Best Friends nothing is going to stand between us Bailey says the interview's over she leaves and Braxton asks how badly do you want to win tonight Sasha and she says uh, we'll just have to watch and see We get shown the 24 7 title change from last night. Charlie interviews Gronk. Gronk wants the 24 7 title. Before the end of tonight, we find that out later that he does win the 24 7 championship. But before that, it was Otis versus Dolph Ziggler with Sonya Deville at ringside. And you know what? This was the match I was, one of the matches I was most hyped up for, because this had one of the best storylines. Going into it, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. And late in the match, Dolph goes for a cover after a low blow by Dolph Ziggler. Mandy comes out, slaps Sonya, beats her down. Ref then goes to Sonya, and then Mandy hits a low blow on Ziggler. And Otis hits the Caterpillar for the win, and really, I enjoyed this. It was not a wrestling clinic by any means, nor did it need to be. This was a fun match that told a simple story, and we got the right winner out of it. Love conquers. Mandy and Otis kiss after the match as Otis is cradling her. Otis gets his revenge, and we get a good uh And we get a feel-good moment at WrestleMania, a B-plus grade for me. It's not going to get a million stars from anybody, but I thought it told a simple story, and it got the job done, and it was done well. B-plus grade for me for Otis and Dolph Ziggler. After that, we get one of the most anticipated matches of WrestleMania, Randy Orton versus Edge. Last man standing. This is Edge's first singles match since 20, the 2011 WrestleMania, WrestleMania 27. And this was interesting, to say the least. This went on for forever. A lot of it was just a punching and kicking and throwing, stuff, throwing each other into stuff. We got Edge climbing up a little cage that was in the Performance Center conference room kind of it was overhanging the uh conference room desk and edge dropped an elbow on it there was some innovative stuff they rest they fought around some weight equipment for a while but this is a lot of kick and punch i get what they were going for here but it was boring it was pretty boring up until the finish where orton rko's edge on the top of the production truck for nxt and then goes for the concerto. But Edge chokes him out. Edge hits hits a Orton with a concerto. And that's the end of the match. It, but Edge's emotion at the end. He's crying pretty much. He doesn't want to do it, but he just sucks it up. Does it, hits the concerto on Orton. And we get the finish of Orton. Not being able to answer the count of 10. And Edge returns as a conquering hero after being gone for 9 years. And I thought this was good. This was good, but it went on for way too long. Way, way too long. Like They could have shaved about 10-15 minutes off of this. I thought it was a good match, but went way too long nice moment for edge nice to see edge get a win in his return match and the motion played into this as this was just pretty much a fight i understood that it made sense but it just went on way too long i wish it had some more variety to it and i liked the emotional end to the match it gets a c plus grade for me edge versus orton last man stand, last man standing gets a c plus after that, we get Austin Theory and Angel Garza with Selena Vega versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And this was a fun little sprint. Uh, Theory hit a TKO on Angelo Dawkins at the end of the match. But Ford hits a frog splash as Theory is covering, and Dawkins rolls over, gets the win. And this was a fun little sprint. It didn't overstay its welcome. The lack of build for this hurt it a little bit, and the randomness of this match kind of hurt it too. But it was still a fine match. It's B minus grade. Didn't overstay its welcome, like I said. But post match, Garza hits a drop kick on Ford, and there's a two on one beat down of Ford. Vega gets a kick in on Ford. But then Bianca Belair comes down and attacks Zelina Vega, hits the KOD honor, the kiss of death and the other tag teams brawl up the ramp when when uh, Belair hits the KOD on Zelina. And actually, I think this is, this is if I'm correct, this is Ford's real-life wife. And this seems like a six-man feud, so this feud's not over with. It'll be nice to see Bianca Belair on the main roster. She has some great potential, and I thought this was a nice little WrestleMania surprise. But before that match took place, actually, It was a 24-7 title chase ensued where Gronk jumped off the perch and lands on everybody, pins Mojo, gets the win, and runs out of WrestleMania, which got us to Titus O'Neil being the replacement host of WrestleMania. And like I said, the match preceding that, the match after that actually was the Austin Theory match with the tag team title match, and that got a B-minus grade for me. Following that, though, was the fatal five way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bayley versus Sasha Banks versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina versus Naomi. And Tamina gets eliminated first, which didn't really surprise me. Tamina eats all the top rope moves from Bayley, Sasha, Naomi, and Lacey Evans. Uh, Bailey hit an elbow drop. Naomi hit her split-legged moonsault at the end. Lacey also hit a moonsault. And Sasha hit a frog splash. They all pin her to get her out of the match. Sasha then next gets the bank statement on Naomi. She taps out. And Lacey gets back in the ring and she gets attacked by both Sasha and Bailey. But uh Bailey went for an attack on Lacey in the corner and actually needs Sasha. And Sasha, when she comes back in, she is not happy. She is angry. Bailey pushes her away as they are having an argument. She says they'll discuss this in the back, but Lacey gets thrown by Bailey, but launches Lacey Evans into a woman's right. She knocks out Sasha, eliminates Sasha, and then Bailey is dominant for a while. Lacey goes for her moonsault late in the match, hits it, Bailey kicks out at two, but then Sasha attacks. Evans hits a backstabber and then Bailey hits her weird face buster finisher she gets the win to retain but Sasha stares at the title post-match gives it to her and wraps it around her waist raises her hand and Bailey's a little confused and nervous and it's a solid it was a solid elimination match b-grade for me and I'm glad they had time but I thought it went a little too long just like a couple minutes too long. but I like that they're planting the seeds for a potential Bailey versus Sasha match maybe at SummerSlam, who knows but a uh, solid match from the ladies there B grade for me and Sasha stares at Bailey's title as she leaves and Bailey says nobody can touch me. After that, we get the most entertaining thing of the weekend, in my opinion. John Cena, versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and this, it's, words can't describe this, really, it is hard to describe, you just have to go check it out yourself, this is fantastic, it, they do a little bit of a recap of Cena's worst moments, and worst, uh, and kind of his career journey a little bit, Including the prototype John had prototype John Cena show up. We had Doctor of Thugonomics John Cena show up. And we also had Old Bray. And it was almost like WrestleMania 30. We had a little NWO type thing happen during it. Saturday nights, main, Saturday nights main event thing. It was fantastic. And we had Mercy the Buzzard and Devil Vince on commentary. And this was very interesting, very good, very entertaining. And honestly, this gets an A grade for me. And a lot of this was John Cena reliving his failure. And he ends up in his ring gear. He's punching the pig at one point. The Fiend is behind him. And the Fiend puts in the mandible claw. This is the end of the match. Sister Abigail... And they play Cena's promo from a few weeks ago. And actually, Fiend then actually hits Sister Abigail. Puts the mandible claw in on John. And gets the win after Bray, Firefly, Funhouse Bray gets the count. And the Fiend poses. And Cena disappears. And maybe that's a sign that Cena disappears forever? I don't know. And then Fiend says, let me in. And we get a, that's the finish of the match, A grade for me, very, very good. And words can't describe how awesome that was. You just have to go and check out the replay of WrestleMania 36 on the network to just see how awesome that was. And it really addressed Cena's history along with his embrace, and I thought this was wonderfully and magnificent, not magnificent, but magnificently put together. And Titus is speechless post match, uh, like a lot of people were. But that gets an A grade for me. Fantastic, thi- fantastic, the best thing on WrestleMania. Period. After that, we get the main event: Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman for the WWE Championship. And I'll just run this match down because it's not very long. Brock p- pounds him. Early in the match, shoulders of the gut in the corner. Drew hits a Claymore for a near fall. Heyman warns Brock. Drew misses with the second one. And German suplex hits a second German suplex. Brock hits a third German, goes for an F5. Brock, uh, Drew kicks out at one. Second one. Drew kicks out at two. Third and fourth. Can't remember if Drew got hit with a fourth, but we'll say he did. Uh, Drew kicks out of the third and fourth attempts at the F5, and Drew hits a Claymore and then hits another Claymore, and Drew is your new WWE champion. This was a nice moment for Drew, would have been much bigger with the crowd, one thing i gotta say is this was way too similar to goldberg stroman it's literally one trick ponies and goldberg and lesnar that all they do is their suplex and f5s and finishers or whatever this was way too similar to that i hope this is the end of the part-time champion era we're sick of it it's been going on for way too long now C-plus grade for me. Really good moment for Drew. Congratulations to him on winning the WWE Championship. Overall grade for night two, though, is a B. And an overall grade for WrestleMania, B-minus. I enjoyed the second night more than the first. And props goes out to all WWE personnel for really going out there and putting putting in a good effort for WrestleMania, especially... Under their circumstances, they were dealt. But I, what I really enjoyed from this mania was the triple threat, threat ladder match. I enjoyed the KO Rollins match for the most part. The Boneyard match for the most part. And Otis's revenge and moment with Mandy was great. And the best in-ring match of the weekend was Ripley versus Charlotte. And the best thing of the weekend overall was the Firefly Funhouse. Those things were fantastic. The Firefly Funhouse m- match and the Rhea Ripley and Charlotte match, even though I disagree with the the choice of who they had win. But that's, that's nitpicky, but I really enjoyed the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte match for what it was. But what really hurt the overall quality of this show and kept it from being an all time great Wrestlemania was Elias and Corbin Shayna and Becky and Braun Goldberg from the first night but really good effort put in by WWE kudos to them and everybody working B minus overall great for Wrestlemania not one of the better Wrestlemanias but if a couple of those matches would have been better or a couple of uh, things would have been changed and time could have been shaven off maybe the Edge and Orton match. This could have been an all-time great WrestleMania, but it wasn't. Still, fun WrestleMania, fun two-night WrestleMania for the first time ever. B-grade for me overall for WrestleMania 36. Coming up later this week... Will be my weekend review. I'll be covering Raw, AEW, Dynamite, and SmackDown. We'll see if I'll do it the next week or not. I might take a little break from the weekend review. We'll see. I might do some special list or something. I'll keep you updated on that via Facebook and Twitter at SigDaddyWrestle. But WrestleMania is in the past now. We're looking to the future, and the future is definitely going to be interesting. But before I leave, make sure to subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Until next time, this is Sig Daddy signing off. Thanks for listening, and so long, everybody.